Section 16 of the Mounties in the News. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Riel's lieutenant captured. No news from Big Bear, who is likely to give trouble. St. Paul, Minnesota, May 28th. Late last night, General Terry received a dispatch from Fort Assiniboine announcing the capture yesterday of Gabriel Dumont, the lieutenant of Luis Riel, and a companion by the name of Michael Dumas. The capture was made by Sergeant Perkins and a private on the Milk River Trail, some twenty or thirty miles north of the fort. In reply to the question, what disposition should be made of the prisoners, General Terry telegraphed that they should be held until further orders. He is now in communication with Division Headquarters for instructions. Winnipeg, May 28th. Big Bear, the only rebellious Indian chief still on the warpath, has not yet surrendered. General Middleton, who before was inclined to treat him and his braves with contempt, is beginning to discover that he has his strongest foe yet to deal with. Big Bear has had plenty of experience in warfare in the United States, and knows just how to deal with troops. He is noted for his cunning, and it will be surprising if he does not draw General Middleton into some kind of a trap. Big Bear has a force of four hundred men or more, and it now seems that the young warriors under Poundmaker, who refused to surrender with him, have joined Big Bear. Big Bear has also a number of half-breeds who dare not surrender, knowing that hanging is their fate. The militia authorities have advised General Middleton to delay no longer, but to move against Big Bear immediately, as they are afraid he will receive further reinforcements. Big Bear is known to have plenty of arms and ammunition. All of Poundmaker's best rifles were not surrendered, but were captured by the young bucks, who have taken them to Big Bear. He has a very large quantity of provisions, so much in fact that he has encumbered too much to move, and has decided to entrench himself in some favourable place. In short, Big Bear has got to fight for it. If he surrenders to the Canadian authorities, he will certainly be hanged, and if he flies to the United States, he will be immediately arrested for wholesale depredations committed there. The government has issued orders that no one is to speak with Riel, and the authorities are indignant that he was allowed to talk so freely while on his road to jail. Battleford, Northwest Territories, May 28th. A body of mounted police went out to the Indian camp yesterday and brought in a number of Indians, one hundred cattle, and quite a number of horses, with carts and wagons. These have been identified by the settlers here as their property, stolen by the Indians. The scouts have been unable to find Big Bear's location, and much doubt is expressed as to where he is or what his intentions are. General Strange is now supposed to be near Pitt, and will likely follow up Big Bear's trail. Couriers were sent out to General Strange with dispatches today. Mr. Reed, Assistant Indian Commissioner, ordered the Indians to return to their reserve yesterday. General Middleton has called for non-commissioned officers and privates in the different corps here to volunteer for service in the Northwest for a period of time after matters are settled. It is likely numerous responses will be made. The Tenth Royal are coming down on foot and are expected here tomorrow. It is reported that over one hundred of Poundmaker's best men have gone to join Big Bear. If Big Bear comes in, the campaign will be quickly ended. Montreal, May 28th. The National Club of Longueuil 
at a meeting last evening denounced the government treatment of riel as persecution not prosecution it was resolved to raise subscriptions in aid of riel's defence and also to give a moonlight excursion down the river on june thirteenth the proceeds to be devoted to the same purpose riel's anti-catholic statements seem to be taken by his friends here at their proper value ottawa ontario may twenty eighth in the senate to-day mr alexander in moving for the production of the correspondence relative to northwest matters charged the minister of the interior with all responsibility for the rebellion he said the government had provoked it by maladministration and had taken no steps to prevent an armed uprising after remarks by messrs power and Colback, sir david macpherson minister of the interior entered into a vigorous defence of the government he asserted that the half-breeds had no grievances not one of them having been disturbed in his holding he charged that the rebellion had been instigated by disloyal white men of the farmers union class and said the correspondence in the hands of the government would prove this the discussion was then dropped new york times may twenty ninth eighteen eighty five end of section sixteen